0: Beatrice, say hello to everyone, please.
1: Hello. Good morning to everyone.
0: How are been, you? We're, we're very well. We're sweltering here in the in the UK. Oh, I, I meant to tell you before we went live, I've got, I've got our two office dogs laid out behind the camera. So if I have to move them uh, and interrupt this very important broadcast, I do apologise for that. But I, I think looking at the state of them, they're going to be there for a good 40, 50 minutes, which is the uh, length of talk we're going to have with, uh, with Beatrice. Beatrice, can you just introduce yourself to everyone, please?
1: Yes, of course. So I am the director of KM Zero Hub, um, which is an organization based in Valencia, Spain, and we back entrepreneurs working in the food system. Um, so I'm delighted to be with all of you and share with you how we are seeing the future of food, exciting opportunities around here. Um, so lovely to chat with you,
0: Max. Thank you very much, and we must just give a big shout out to the great team at Global Women Fresh uh, because uh, Beatrice very kindly came on a previous broadcast with them and I, I and all of you were so impressed with uh, with Beatrice as well as the um, the, the other panelists on the, on that broadcast that uh, I, I was really keen to do a deep dive with Beatrice and find out more about. KM Zero. So, just for the for the purpose of uh, mainly for the podcast, I just want to give a bit of an understanding as to Beatrice and also to KM Zero, um, and then we'll go for it. and Just see where this um, conversation goes because they've. I, well, I'm just going to read out one of the manifesto points for KM Zero. Our sector is the one with the greatest impact on the well-being of people on the planet, and what a. I, I hate the jingoistic term uh, Beatrice, Don't know about you, but about mission statements. But that is such such an impactful statement. So. Beatrice, she is driven by passion for creating a delicious and resilient food future for all of us. She works with companies, organisations and investors to push forward breakthrough solutions. She's travelled the globe, meeting food heroes, farmers, scientists, entrepreneurs and policymakers, transforming the way that we eat. And at KM Zero Food Innovation Hub, she oversees the strategy of the organisation and manages the relations with partners and global opinion leaders of the squad. Through F Talks Food Summit, the organisation manages to bring together these voices to inspire change and create impactful synergies. The mission is to assist startups, corporations, institutions and people operating in the food system to become future proof through investment, partnerships, strategy and the futuristic multimedia platform. Beatrice what's your background I've said this to so many people before you could have done anything you could have become um a, a corporate beast as a, as a lawyer or as an investment banker you could have gone into oh I don't know something wild, wild and wacky like corporate hospitality or um the the the, the, the tourist sector but you've dedicated your life to to the food sector what's what's your background what's your journey at uh, prior to you becoming involved with um uh, being, being in being one of the main instigators of km0 what's your story please
1: so my my story is as as many a uh, very turbulent and uh, different different one right it's not a um, linear career. Um, So I started working in international relations. I was very passionate about understanding um, intercultural exchanges and how we could foster those relations. Um, And I quickly saw how food was one of the main assets a country has to interact with others, and also for people to interact with each other. So actually, my, my thesis was about food and its soft power so in nation branding in politics and diplomacy uh there is something like the hard power which is economy and um and so on and then there's the soft power so trying to persuade uh people to be interested in you so f- to make a country attractive uh food is one of the main um things we can work on right so uh that's something called gastro diplomacy So from working in international relations, I jumped in uh, to the food sector um, because I I saw the really beautiful power in in studying how how we could use um, something that is relatable to everyone uh, to attract investment, to attract tourism and so on. So that's how my journey started. But uh, I always like to share the story of uh, why I really got into hands-on working with, with food, um, and this happened when I was working at the Institute for Cultural Diplomacy. Um, I started doing a volunteering at an organization in, in Berlin called Berliner Tafel. They are known for receiving, um, ugly produce and, uh, <laughs> food that, that is about to, to be expired and they distribute it in food, ba- uh, in food banks. So I started volunteering there and they started a project which was a school bus uh, with a kitchen inside and we would travel around uh, schools in in Berlin and we would cook with children so that they became more familiarized with uh, those types of foods, right? So that's when I really uh, became fascinated about the world of uh, food. I quit my job and I started um, thinking about how to do food-based learning with with children. That's how it all started. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: And, and, And then KM Zero, how did that come about?
1: Well, in between, I wanted to make that more scalable because I wanted to do food education accessible for many more children. Um, I started doing a summer camp in my own house, in my own kitchen, um, where I could only host 10 children a day. Um, and since I was aware of the, the grand challenges around the food system and how impactful this could be. I wanted to, to give access to many more children around the world. And this is how I came across with Future Food Institute, which is an organization based in Italy. Um, and there we started a project called the Food Tech Kids Lab. And we also traveled around the world meeting um, many food heroes, which are actually people that are disrupting the food system uh, with their innovations. They were uh, from farmers to chefs. Uh, to companies and so on so we traveled around the world meeting these incredible inspiring people and when i came back so after some years of uh, traveling learning about the workings of the whole food system um, i wanted to go back home because even if i'm a globetrotter i really love to be close to my family and spain is also a lovely country to to work in food Uh, So this is uh, why a couple of years ago, I came back to Spain and started um, working for KM0. So I really loved the project here because it's backed by the the food industry, which I thought was really important. We couldn't only research what the challenges and opportunities in food were, uh, but we also needed to involve the food industry for them to incorporate and implement those solutions. So at KM0, what we are doing is we are investing with our own um, investment, but also with other uh, food, food industries investment um, in food tech startups. And we we are also creating a platform of discussion um, where we bring along um, many people. We have called it the KM Zero Squad, which is uh, shaped by more than 50 people around the world. So, for example, the first person who did uh, lab-grown meat, uh, the person who assisted Obama in the strategy against childhood obesity. Uh, very relevant uh, and inspiring impactful people. They're part of this advisory board for for us to call it in some way, even if if it's not uh, officially an advisory board, but they are the people that guide us. They are like our uh, light that shows us what the real... complications, what the real large scale uh, problems are. And also they give us some hope because they bring along some um, best practices. They, they share with us some startups, some companies who are doing outstanding work in tackling those, those problems. Um, so I'm extremely lucky to to do this as uh, as my day to day job, because um, my my work is to learn, to learn every day of, about what we can do better to continue eating what we love eating.
0: And, and the, the, the timing of this is so oh so ridiculously fortuitous um if we if there's one thing that we have picked up over the last last year 18 months is that if the world is going to be a better place we have to eat On a a more healthy uh, basis. My my daughter, um, who's 17, she sent me a TikTok video this morning of a a chap. I don't actually know who it was, but it's some um, UK based uh, food expert. I need to research who he is. But he was basically making the three predictions as to what's going to happen in the in the food sector in the next 10 years. Uh, And the first one was that there'll be no dairy industry, uh, no no milk being produced in the next 10 to 15 years, um, because we'll be eating, uh, drinking, consuming more plant based uh, milk, such as um, soya, uh, meat, meat production will be down by um, a half. Um, and there'll be and the, and the third element will be that there will be more uh, meat substitutes grown in lab conditions uh, so I, I've, I've i'm fascinated that uh, so she, she's looking to do philosophy and she's uh, and politics and so she keeps on challenging me as to what 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 am i what what are what are my connections within the food sector doing so i was really keen to show uh, this recording of, of yourself Beatrice, so you can find so she can find out what KM uh, zero are are, are doing the, the seminal moment that if we do want to be in a better place um, health-wise, we need to eat better and we need to eat more fre- fresh food. D- am, am I correct in, in this thinking? Is this, is this the raison d'etre for KM0? Are you looking to be noisy and uh, disruptive to make that change for everyone on a global basis?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we want to understand how we can do things better and we want to share it with the community so that they change their practices, but mainly the food industry, because uh, that's where we are going to gain more impact because in the end, they choose what's on the supermarket. Of course, the consumer has their vote with their um, supermarket choices. Uh, But in the end, if we influence the food industry to to make some changes, uh, the impact can be exponential. Um, So in regards to to what you mentioned about those uh, predictions about the the food future, um, we believe uh, we cannot predict what is going to happen. We don't have a crystal ball and we don't see uh, how we are going to be living in 15 years. Um, But we do know is that there are different possible futures uh, so we can support some actions that bring us closer to our preferred future. This means that some of the statements you made around uh, eating less less dairy product or eating lab-grown meat and so on, uh, those are only going to be true if we make some choices and we take action yes. now uh, from every level, also from um, a legal perspective, uh, from a technology perspective, uh, from a consumer point of view. Um, so there are many um interdependent um actions that will influence what future we want to live in so that's that's what came 0 is trying to do we are trying to um design the type of future we would like to live in and we are supporting the entrepreneurs institutions people who are bringing us closer to that preferred future. Um, and what we really would love to see is um, a future in which everyone has access to nutrition.
0: Yep. That's yep. our main goal. Well, well said. And just in the, in the UK, there's been a... Um, last week was released our National Food Strategy. Um, and this was a, a, a project, a document that was um, uh, had, had been... Uh, a year in creation uh, and the overwhelming uh, demand from that food strategy is that we need to tax sugar and salt and prescribe prescribe veg and that tax of sugar and salt um, of uh, the, the more inappropriate food, food uh, products uh, that money would be used to extend free school meals and support better diets and, and in the UK, that's now going to um, to the House of Parliament for a white paper in a very short period of time, in six months, to hopefully drive this forward uh, to look to tax high sugar foods and high salt foods so that we can try and reverse the the, the health decline that we got in them in the uk and and, and that's been replicated uh, across the world and i was trying to not not propose you an emotive question because i was going to say to you uh, do you think there's good people and do you think there's evil people within within the food sector but to me in, in some respects it's money that some of these bigger food companies they're driven by money they're driven by um shareholders um want, wanting the return of investment hence why we we have the likes of um, um, energy drinks that are uh, that are promoted as, uh, um, but by sports people um, as good for us. But we, you and I both know that if, um, if a child is having two cans of energy drink for breakfast, um, that's not going to make them a sports star. That's going to make them a, a diabetic in, in a very, very short period of time. What can, what can we collectively do? What can KM Zero do to try and, try and get over these speed bumps of, of some of these uh, businesses that, for all the right reasons, are, are trying to do good internally, uh, because they're trying to make uh, ma- maximize their their return for the for their shareholders, but they're not doing good to us. Um, it, if, if anything, they're slowly killing us uh, because they're p- promoting bad products. It, is there anything that that um, KM Zero can do to assist this to to push through this healthy healthy eating regime so our children? Our um, uh, chubby middle-aged men, in, instead of eating sugary things, are eating fresh fruit and veg and other healthier foods. What what, what can KM0 do to help that, to change that tide of unhealthy eating?
1: Mm-hmm. So you tapped on a very important point, which is children, future generations. Uh, we, we believe that if we can spend one dollar on something, one euro, one pound, uh, we have to spend it on education because education will change those choices. Um, and we, uh, we are uh, designing a program called GastroGenius. And in this um, educational program, we are uh, teaching children through food. So it's a food-based learning method. Um, And we, we believe that we have to work on raising awareness. So first of all, the consumer, when they go to the supermarket and look at the options, they have to understand what's out there. And then on the other side what uh, what can companies do Um, since many more consumers will be uh, more demanding in terms of um, getting access to healthier and more nutritious products uh, they they will have to shift some of their portfolio because they uh, want to to reach that new consumer that is interested in those products um, and on the other side, you mentioned taxing. So um, I believe um, humans sometimes need those types of, um, of sanctions or taxations limits um, yep. in order to do good. Um, we see that in in many other sectors. So um, I believe that's that's a positive uh, change. That is not going to be easy because lobbying is uh, very strong across yep. the every um, industry in the food sector. So it's not going to be easy to introduce those types of taxing, but but we do need to do um, like a systemic change. We need to take into account who are all the stakeholders that are um, making choices um, in this uh, chain and how do we make them um, take better decisions for them and for the planet.
0: And and, Beatrice, that's why I was keen to get to you on Beanstalk because our, our sector of fresh produce internationally is, is not that good at, at promoting itself. We need noisy and disruptive people and businesses like yourself and KM Zero to sort of bang this drum about the difference that could be made. And, and this whole point about um, uh, these larger food companies, I, I compare it, uh, say, like the tobacco industry, the tobacco industry was was taxed. To the point that the consumer realised that, well, why should I be spending whatever the figure is, 20, 20 euros on a packet of um, cigarettes when actually it's doing me no good? I'll just give it up. And there's a direct comparison here with the, with the motor industry. The motor industry fought for for a while to stop the. Uh, the advance of, of electric cars but now they can see it's the future and now they're changing the, their structures internally with the likes of shell stating that they're going to be carbon neutral by whatever the figure is 20, the year is 20, 2030 or 20, 2040. they've realized that the uh, consumer um, behavioral change is is going against them and they've either got to get with it or they're just gonna they're gonna lose out they're gonna be gonna they're gonna become blockbuster of of old and i i hope um especially with the likes of uh, your, yourself and your colleagues at km0 the, the the food companies who are currently promoting uh very sugary foods very salt um high, high foods they will see that the there's a change coming and they've got to they've got to change and the likes of unilever and nestle are already Doing that. They're, they're on a scouting mission globally, trying to find uh fresh food companies that they can invest in because they know that at some point in the future they're not going to have the income coming in from the, uh, the 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 high high sugar, the high uh, high fatty foods. So, so, in some respects, the the, the sector is coming to, towards you. How how can we how can we accelerate it? I completely agree with you on the, the child education side. The, so, so the issue always isn't is money. Is that the, the likes of um some of the produce companies that they Deal with that they make so little margin from the retailers that they can't create big brands like the 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 energy drinks um or some of the other other foods um comp- is it, this some magic dust that we can learn from you and km zeros to how we can accelerate this change to get the consumer whether it be the the kids or whether it be the families uh, to eat better have, have, have you got some magic dust for us <laughs>
1: I I don't think it's it's magic, but we are trying with our resources and with the other um, food industries and partners that believe in in this project, uh, we are trying to map out who is doing good, who would be uh, a positive influencer in this, um, this value chain, and we are trying to support them. So, for example, a food startup that is putting forward uh, technology to understand better the land and to to make our um, our cultivation, our farming um, easier and more efficient. Um, We are working with a company called Biomakers, and they have developed this this easy technology for farmers, for them to to understand how to... um, how to um, detect the microbiome in in their uh, yep. soil and make better decisions. So I think whomever has investment capital capital needs to be put into food. That's uh, what I would really hope for.
0: Yeah, and it's a there's a f- fantastic example at the at the last recession. Uh, oh, whenever that was 10, 10, 15 years ago, there was a, a rush of investors to invest into agribusiness into farmland globally because they saw it as a as a safe haven. Uh, what we've um, picked up on other broadcasts that we've done about investing in fresh produce is that those um, uh, investors are looking again because of the uh, pandemic re- recessional period. They want to invest into agribusiness, but they also want to invest into fresh produce fresh foods because they could see that that's going to create this there is this consumer change to eat eat better and it's not just um investing in um 2000 hectares of avocados in peru it's also all the infrastructure that you're involved with in respect of all the ag tech that that's coming along so that that's the exciting thing isn't it there's there's so there's so many different elements um, coming along in this new ecosystem uh, of of food and it's it's so thrilling to see a younger generation um to not chase the dollar and to actually get involved in this sector to, to look to do good so, so just on, on that side the, the the companies that you're looking to, to assist to to mentor to to invest in what if it's okay to ask, what sort of companies are are are, are they uh, what, what sort of companies are you been involved with
1: Mm-hmm. So in very broad terms, they always have to have a positive impact in the health of the planet and people. Wow. Um, but being more specific, the type of companies we have invested in and are interested in um, have to do with packaging, for example. It's one of the main hot topics uh, we, we are um, hearing about these days. So there are companies like NotPLA is a Spanish company, but also um, active in the UK, in case you're interested in looking it up. Um, and they have developed with algae a different type of material to substitute plastic. So, for example, in the marathon in, in London, they gave out these um, the, these little balls uh, with water inside to substitute oh, yes. the water bottles. Have you yeah. seen that? Yes? I have, so, yeah those type of companies are part of our ecosystem and we try to support them um, in any way we can uh, we're also looking into uh, protein alternatives you mentioned the the shift Towards more plant based um, milks or beverages. Yeah. Um, we, we see many opportunities within that. So it's plant based, but there's also cultured. You also pointed out uh, there's also fermented foods. There are so many options within that, that scope. Um, and we're very excited to see many entrepreneurs doing uh, good products because what we are seeing now is a revolution of protein alternatives because in the past, they weren't a real alternative because they tasted terrible. And also the <laughs> ingredients were uh, too many, too artificial. So we don't want to go for plant-based if it's unhealthier. Um, yeah. So that's, we're looking into healthy plant-based um, alternatives. Also solutions um, for the general well-being. So we think that in the future, everyone is going to have a more personalized nutrition. So we're going to be able to understand what our little microbes need in in our uh, organism. And we're going to be able to feed them a diet that brings us to our full potential. Because we're super lucky for being alive, but we can live better. We can live happier with more energy if we understand what our body needs. Um, But of course, there's always going to be indulgence. That's not negative. That's why uh, the area we are researching is well-being. We don't call it health. We call it well-being because we believe that also some indulgent foods can also bring us some well-being uh, when consumed occasionally. So um, the shifts that we are seeing is, for example, a change in the frequency of consuming those types of indulgent or less healthy foods. So we don't have to eliminate them from our diet. We just have to consume them with less frequency. Um, So I don't know if you've looked into the planetary diet from the Eat Lancet report. I really um, agree with everything said on that report and on the type of diet they are proposing, because it's not restrictive, Um, it incorporates all types of foods um, and they are just Trying to invite us to consume more colorful, more fresh, and more um, variety in in the dishes we eat uh, on a daily basis. Oh,
0: it's it's so it's so exciting, um, isn't it? That's uh, if if we, I, I got to admit to something. I, I signed up to, to uh, Noon because uh, I was uh, really fascinated by by the business model that uh, American-based app. Um, it, it doesn't proclaim itself as a as a diet app. It's a as a as a, a well-being app, uh, but it fundamentally it's all about um, uh, losing weight. And it managed to gain half half a half a billion US in, in funding. Um, because they they could see the, the 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 longer term potential for it and um, actually being involved with that it's lovely it's it's a it's a, it's a really encouraging thing to do and and, and it looks to get your you, yourself mentally s- uh, set to make um, uh, changes you you ha- will have to have another broadcast in two months to see if it's actually made any, any difference to me but I'm trying to eat as many many greens as possible <laughs> um, one one thing I was really pleased that that you mentioned was um was about plant based foods because uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of um companies i gave you that example about the oil companies trying to get into electric we've seen a lot of food companies trying to get into plant-based but all they're doing is is it's is, is just over processed as, as he sort of intimators and um, highly packaged um, and they're just trying to ride to, to me it's, it's to the point of greenwashing it, they're just trying to ride this wave of consumer change um, and think by by st- sticking a plant-based sticker on it um, and claiming it's got xyz on it when actually when you look through the ingredients it's it's just as bad as a pop tart um, I, I hope that the consumer uh, will not be blind to that, and especially with the likes of your influence, to not get involved in, in, in investments like that, So only get involved in, in plant-based choices that, that, are, that are going to, going to do, do good. So, so, we, so are, are we positive? Are, are we positive that, this, that with all of us looking to collaborate um, to, to make this change, that, that we can make this change, that we can make the, the, pl- the planet a, a better place to be?
1: We would need a lot of alliances uh, coming together and we would need a lot of collaboration to do this at the speed that is required. So we do uh, need to push forward and acceleration in the transformation of the food system. Um, And we need to do it through collaborations from different people that are putting different parts of the puzzle together um, in order to be able to to. Do this uh, collaborative app. Um, ep- effort. Uh, we can't do this on our own, but this is why KM Zero started this uh, platform in which we incorporate all of these different players, our KM Zero squad, in which we uh, foster discussions to, to spark inspiration on how we can uh, put forward innovation. So, for example, CRISPR technology, uh, gene editing, uh, which is very close to, to the sector you work with, uh, we believe is a positive uh, change um, for the food industry, but it's got very uh, bad um, press in, in, in for consumers. So, for example, how is going to CRISPR technology to influence and improve our system? Uh, we need to, to make those big, important questions and bring to the table the people that can make small, different choices um, to go towards our preferred future.
0: Yep well well done and and uh, coincidentally it's uh, uh this year 2021 is the United Nations year of um, uh, fruit and veg uh, con- consumption do you, do you find that it is with this collaboration uh, that you're, you're engaging with and looking to engage with, do you find it's better to collaborate with one off individuals um, who, have a, who have a platform, who have a voice and create the conversation with them? Or do you find it's uh, it's better to have uh, political alliances with the likes of the United Nations and other trade bodies or is it a mixture of both or or, or are, you, are you still trying to find your way?
1: Hmm. Um, we think Every effort is necessary. Um, so, we are trying to collaborate with companies, with institutions, with the community. Um, so we can foster that systemic change. So at the moment, what we are doing uh, is working in three um, separate lines of action. The first one is supporting entrepreneurs uh, with our investment or with our communities. We help these positive influencers um, scale up and really go into the market and survive in that very uh, complex world. Um, The second line of action is supporting companies, bigger companies, Uh, you mentioned some of them they have a big influence in putting up products in the market so we help them see what are the big challenges and big problems we are facing so that they are faster in making those changes um, in their own organizations and the third line of action. Um, is the one regarding the whole community. So I mentioned our gastrogenius lab with children, for example, our annual event, F-Talk. So all of these actions are looking into how can we inform and raise awareness amongst the community about what we wow. um, have at stake and what we can do to, to improve um, the, the the status quo.
0: Yeah. And, and what's fantastic about your model is the whole um, educational piece, and as well as advising, mentoring um, uh, n- new businesses that are coming into the sector. Uh, the, this, the new businesses coming into the sector. Just give you a direct example that um, I've always been slightly concerned about. Uh, vertical farming. Um, I remember there was a quote from Rabobank, November 2019. And they stated that ninety uh, percent of the people involved in vertical farming, so this is companies that had set up, uh, had uh, gained investment. Ninety percent of the of the companies involved in vertical farming would not be in it in three years' time. They would have burnt burnt out of cash. And we've seen um, just, just as as for that example I gave about uh, funds looking to race into agribusiness, or so looking to race into uh, fresh fresh food. There's also a lot of. Uh, It sounds like I've been pompous, but there's a lot of naivety uh, that we see that people think coming into this sector is going to be relatively easy. But as you've indicated, it's hugely complex. So just to give some examples, we've we've seen on the vertical farming side of things, companies coming in, uh, gaining two, three, 5 million euros worth of investment. And they just assume that uh, when they get uh, set up, that uh, the likes of a a major European or UK retailer will come knocking on the door, wanting to do business with them, and will give them 40% margin for for their product. And they'll be allowed to have a brand. And when when you try and politely explain to them that none of that's going to happen, um, it's it's uh, they find it very disappointing and and they think we're being very, very negative and and that's why i think you and km0 are very good because you can steer those those uh those individuals those entrepreneurs those investors right from the get-go so there isn't all that wasted time and energy um, in trying to duplicate something that um, people are already in and perhaps um experts at whilst you can give them that steer. So I suppose you, you have to have some quite hard conversations, do you, with with um, uh, potential food companies coming in to give them that steer that, no, this won't work for these reasons. But why don't you try this? Because it will work for these reasons. Would that be correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, that's what I think is super uh, differentiation for us, um, which is we have the food industry that is backing us. Um, we have five five companies that are owned by a family business, but they um, have a lot of presence in in the Spanish market. So they really know how to build businesses with thousands of employees and how to struggle and fight in the market, how to build a production plant, how to scale up a product, um, how to talk to the lobbying in the European Union and so on. So we have all that knowledge, which is very unique. I would say very few accelerators, incubators have that industrial knowledge. Um, And that that is the really unique expertise we bring um, to to these uh, young companies. So as you said, we have to have very hard conversations also, because since we uh, put a lot of effort and time in understanding the, the food system, we are very realistic in the sense that even if we are saying that protein alternatives are a huge trend, they're hype and uh, they're going to gain um, market uh, share. um, Even but if we look at the numbers, the reality is, for example, in Spain, 80 percent of people eat meat twice a week at least so If we see the numbers and on a global scale, even more so, for example, in developing countries, we see the rise of meat consumption. We need to be realistic when we bring a product into the market. We don't need to listen to trends and hypes and so on. We need to be realistic with what the market wants, um, what is going to be uh, realistic in terms of pricing, scaling up, and so on. Um, So that's that's really beautiful, the fact that we can give that strategic advice. And this is why many companies, they, um, they approach us because we are a strategic investor. We don't only inject capital, but we really give them advice on um, what decisions to make along the way.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's I, I think that's beautiful. Uh, there's, uh, to give the, the opposing uh, case, there's um, a fresh produce business in the UK that recently got bought out two years ago ago and speaking to one of their main directors that they, they have this great frustration because every month uh they they have to report back to the investors and it, all it is about is the bottom right hand corner of that excel spreadsheet as to whether the business is making money or not and if it's not what are they going to do about make, making money and they're getting no input all they're getting is negativity um and um, because the these funders they just want want their money well, so if you if you look at um, yourself that's where i've been so impressed with km0 that well, well you care um you you're it's this element about looking to do good by the planet and, and holding the hand of the of these companies that you're looking to collaborate and invest with to take them on 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 that that journey so i think that's a that's a u- unique point for yourself where, where do you want km0 to be three four five years down the line
1: Mm -hmm. so our aim is to to be the most relevant think tank in spanish language globally we want to to be the referent when everyone um looks up what is the future food going to be we want them to look up to us and listen to to what we say uh because we have people that are backing us um that really know and are doing things uh, to create that better future so we want companies and startups to look up to us and want to to join forces uh, to to foster that uh, rapid transformation of of the food system um, so we are working to towards that of course but as you said it's it's not easy it sounds like a very fun Fun job it is, but on the other side, um, I would say in the food industry, only one out of ten products work yeah. in the market. Even if they've done all of the tests they've done earlier and so on, yeah. once they come into the market, they wow. they cannot survive. Um, so we are trying to to um increase that uh that rate, right, of success. Yeah. And we are seeing companies of uh, for example, taste-wise, and what they are doing is uh, with uh, predictive intelligence, they are trying to predict what is going to work in the market. So we are trying to help uh, people make more informed decisions uh, to to be able to survive and have um, success in in the market. Um, And we are aware, I think this is a very important uh, thing, that it's all a risk investment. We we don't uh aim at having well we would love to have all of our companies being successful in the market but we know that we are doing this as you said out of passion out of conviction uh but we are aware that probably 50 percent of our investment um will not um be successful in the in the future so um we this this job really requires uh commitment and conviction
0: well, well done and, and and the businesses that you would like to potentially assist are you looking in just in spain in europe in the uk internationally what, what sort of companies would uh, would you like to to approach you what sort of individuals would you would, uh, would you like to approach you on, on a european or a global basis
1: mm-hmm. so the levels at which we help those um startups those companies are different so If we want to really help the the company scale up and we need to be close to their production facility, for example, um, we prefer it to be in spain because they they can talk to us um in a, in a day-to-day basis we have many entrepreneurs that are working at our offices for example yeah, really. um, so since we are working in an industry that is tangible we're not working with technology and software that can be um, dislocalized we yeah. need uh, the the, um, the touch and the access to, to the company, to the entrepreneurs and so on. So for that purpose, if we are really going to invest in the company, we're really going to support it 100%, we need it to be in Spain. But the truth yep. is that we are open to listening to other projects from around the world and seeing what ways we can help them so for example we have our um annual report of best practices which is called fooderistic and in this report we collect global best practices and startups and companies and so on and share what they are doing and then we um, we share uh this this book with everyone um so this um, this gives them a lot of visibility and we have many contacts from around the world, also thanks to our game zero squad so we have in there for example uh the um, global sustainability lead from Unilever from Danone wow. and from other companies um so even if we are not um working and investing in those startups, I think we can help global startups in some way through our platform
0: fantastic and collaboration I, i'm going to read out one of your um statements of your website you, everyone look, look look at um the, the kmz or websites one of the best websites in, in in the sector but one of the bits that you mentioned in there is about collaboration um, we're, we we love collaboration i just i just can't understand uh, businesses who are very siloed in their thinking and want to keep everything to their chest and because they don't want to share it with competitors my view is if we sh- share as much as we can if we can collaborate as much as we can we can all get to a better place uh, make a better planet uh, and a a far faster means collaboration to, to use our platform to use our contacts who else would you like to collaborate with how can we help you how can our network help you
1: we um, are open to to collaborate with any any member of your network, be it uh, an, a young project, as we said, if we can assist them in some ways, also talking to the companies that are part of your network uh, to invite them to be part of our summit, for example, or our investors club, because our main objective is to support as many people that are doing things right in the food system, and we can do this on our own. We can't do this with our own capital. We don't have enough. We receive many projects, many startups and entrepreneurs that are looking into doing good things in the the food sector. Uh, But what we have created is an investor's club uh, formed by food companies, um, and we present uh, opportunities, investment opportunities, so that others can also help them. Um, And it may not be capital investment, it may be time. So, for example, if we have a startup, a project that can work in the fresh produce industry, uh, then we can reach out to you and ask uh, for your advice of uh, how would you guide this this project in making the next steps or what contacts would be useful for that project
0: i i'm so impressed by it, KMZ. I, I i do think that you will be setting up satellite offices in in um, when I posed you the question about uh, where you're looking to be three four five years down the line, to to me it'd be logical if you had uh, uh, an office in the UK an office in in, in america America um, to spread your reach. But that that is um, up to yourself and your other, other colleagues within KMZ. It just it would be such a shame to um, to just limit you to beautiful Spain when when your business model is obviously working very well. That um, I, I think we need to see it on on an international basis. I I just wanted to wrap up and just um, read this statement from from your website because I showed it to the to the team in the office and um, they they said it's one of the best statements that they've seen on a a website in in recent years. So our sector is the one with the greatest impact on the well-being of people and the planet. This is why we we know, I'm going to do that again, this is why we know we have a great responsibility. We need new answers to address new challenges. The main one being feeding a growing population with healthy diets from sustainable food system. This entails transforming the way we produce distribute, consume, and revalue food. The good news is that the industry has already taken action, as we talked about. There's a lot to do. This presents an opportunity for entrepreneurs. Instead of thinking about what has to change, our ambition is to clear up what to do with the basis of the actions that have been made, that are developing, and that are having a social and economic impact. We believe we can only face the challenges. collaborate and investing in and by innovation km0 identifies connects and encourages the collaboration between people and initiatives that are driving the change madam anything to say on the back of that
1: (laughs) yes you just um pointed out that we need to do more open innovation so the reason why we we were created was uh, to foster open innovation between those small young initiatives with a lot of potential, but lack of resources, um, connect them with the food industry that has a lot of knowledge, more resources, uh, but doesn't have the innovation. So we need to be the connector, the facilitator between those two very different worlds. So that's what we are trying to do Um, and our wish is um, that in the future everyone will be able to eat uh, tasty food that is healthy for the planet and for themselves Um, and when we say people we want everyone so we want this to be an equitable uh, food system Um, and lately we have been talking more more about resilience i think it's a very important and interesting concept at a personal level know how to be resilient as a person uh but also our food systems uh need to to be so and live um in harmony with with the planet and with people we are a bit disconnected from that world
0: km0 a force for good and just before we uh, wrap up, what is your favorite fresh produce?
1: avocado at the moment. Um, (laughs) So it depends on the season, of course. Now in Spain, we have delicious uh, peaches, for example, which I I love. Um, Melon, watermelon. So all of the fruits uh, in in Spain in this season of the year are so fragrant and delicious. Um, So, I don't think it's a sacrifice to shift towards more plant-based diets when those (laughs) plants are so delicious.
0: Yeah. And just to wrap up one thing I've learned over the, over the last year, I keep on going on about branding that fresh produce should have brands. But so many of the people that we've had on have said taste. All we need to do is for uh, for, for a child to taste a scrummy, an enjoyable um, tomato or, or as you said, um, oh, a delicious Spanish peach or, or melon. Um, yeah. And then, and then everyone is hooked and is hooked for good. And just before we wrap up, I'm just going to say um, thank you to Claudia, uh, your, um, your your colleague, and we'll put all the links that she's very kindly put on um, on on this Zoom onto uh, uh, likes of LinkedIn and, and Facebook, so everyone can see the likes of your squad and find out more about the um, your upcoming uh, food summit. Thank you very much for your time. If, if it's okay, we'd love to uh, stay close with, uh, with KM0, with, with yourself, and uh, to see how we and our sort network can further collaborate with you. Uh, but you've been, you've been so impressive. As I say, you've been, you, know, you and your colleagues are a real force for, for good, and we wish you all the best for the future.
1: Thank you for having me, Max. It was a real pleasure. I love this. I'm going to go and eat my peach.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go join you. I'm going to go down to uh, my favourite greengrocers and uh, try and find some Spanish peaches as well.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.